Hello, welcome to the Slow Goods Podcast, where we love to talk quality and design, but most of all, we love to hear the inspiring stories of the masters of these spaces. Join me, your host, Logan Ratcliffe, as we talk about Maine, adventure, business, and we explore with these creators the different aspects of quality and design and, and everything around them together. Today, thought I would just take some time and, and talk about uh, a topic that was really important to us. Um, and that is combating throwaway culture and, uh, just kind of my take on all of it. I remember my grandfather, um, who was a pioneer, innovator, kind of genius type guy. Um, he sold his, uh, large rope manufacturing company in 1995. And around that time, I remember he would get machines, old manufacturing machines, small enough to fit into his garage. And he would still go out to and, and work every day. He had no interest in retiring. So he would try to make these products and, and maybe get uh, a grandchild or, or somebody to um, sell and, you know, create a business around them. And he'd always be making all kinds of things if he wanted, you know, something for his dock or his boat or whatever it is, he would make him himself. He was a really neat guy. And, you know, so to do that, you need quality materials. You need quality tools. I can remember being in a shop multiple times, um, but especially, you know, that one day I feel like he had a wrench. I'm pretty sure it was a wrench or something like that. You know, he's trying to teach me something on the machine. He's going to work on this. And he goes to turn the wrench and it breaks. And I mean, it was nothing that strenuous either. And, you know, he's 70 years old and it, it just wasn't a, a huge thing. And, and not only did it break the wrench, but I think it might've kind of rounded the bolt maybe at the same time. Or I've also been there when he's rounded bolts and I've rounded bolts, but you know, he had just gone, as he had his company, he had a lot, he felt a ton of pressure coming from offshore. They made, he made rope here in the U.S. So he was a little frustrated with it in general, especially the quality coming through. But, but just using this, and this wasn't the first time it happened to him, um, using this in the shop, this wrench that is just supposed to work, it breaks. I mean, there's not much to a wrench, just a piece of metal. And, you know, he looked at it and was just, he looked at it and he said, yep, made from China, junk. And he would just go off talking about the poor quality coming from overseas um, and that it was just so frustrating to him. I mean, he was just used to using, they basically only made quality before things started coming overseas. And, you know, this is not a political podcast, um, to riff on China or, or whatever it might be, but, um, you know, why did that start? Why is that, you know, so ingrained in our culture now? I think myself and all of us are to blame as much as others. Um, you know, people figured out, Oh, I can go over to this place that has, um, <laughs> it's hard not forget the little political, but 
you know, they're kind of oppressed. So the labor's really low. We can get, we can make stuff, you know, that sells here for $40. We can sell it for 20 and it only costs us two bucks to make, you know, whatever it is. I, um, you know, I've heard a lot of examples like that, those types of margins and, and those types of prices. And it would come back to the States looking like what we were used to getting and these quality items, but it just, it wouldn't hold up. It wouldn't last and you throw it away. And then, but the, and then we get this thought, oh, well, it's so cheap. We throw it away. I'll just go buy another one. Well, where does that end up? Is that, that's a never ending landfill filling, um, like chaotic world when you constantly have to buy a new thing. It makes me, I don't know about everybody else, but it makes me feel chaotic. I hate the money. I hate going like, I hate going online and constantly buying things. I want to be on my phone and my computer as little as possible. I don't want to do the research. And, and there's so many things out on the internet now that the research, if you want to buy quality, is really mind-numbing and frustrating. And I feel like I'm trying to be a good steward and, and wise with my money. And like, so I'll do a lot of research. Well, then that's like, that takes a ton of time. And I'm grateful for the, you know all the abilities there, but also I truly feel that to know quality you need to have something in your hands. And, you know, so I really feel like getting things back in person, I don't know, you know, if that'll ever get there with the tech, you know, the information age with tech and the internet. Um, and I'm thankful for, you know, how the internet's helped us in our business and different things. But I think there's a ton to be said. I think it's everything to, to go and see a product in person yourself and feel it out. I mean, you can, you can feel if something is, uh, poor quality, usually cheaper made, not always. Um, but you can really tell a lot and try it on and going back to the, to the wrench bolt thing. I don't know how much everybody knows about, you know, just using a wrench or a bolt, but like I was a lobster, a lobsterman. So you have an engine in your lobster boat and, are really hard. There's no room. They're really hard to get at. I mean, you got to crawl around. There's to work on things like, so if you round, when you round a bolt, you can no longer get that bolt out the normal way with a wrench for the most part. There are things, vice grips and other things you can try. But when something's truly rounded and it's really stuck in there, good, you need to drill it out with a, with a, a good drill and with a, you probably need some talent to do it. And that's not very easy on a, on a boat. And there's some places where you would literally have to cut into your boat, take it apart, lift the engine out and change the bolt. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, I mean, then maybe that's more of an extreme example, but, uh, you know, that's kind of chaos when the tool could have just been quality from the start and never have rounded the bolt and the bolt made out of quality materials. And I know as, as making lobster boats now, they used to use stainless or stainless. And, uh, 
it wouldn't rust. There wouldn't be any rust. Now you have to buy really 316 stainless or something else that is more expensive. Um, so here's a good example. They're recycling the metals, which is good, but they're calling what we used to call stainless. They're still calling stainless, but it's a lesser product. So what we're getting at here is inauthentic things. So like the stainless, you know, it's like we used to just buy stainless steel and it like did not rust. Now you have to buy this advanced one and it rusts more than what the normal stainless used to. So why does that happen? It's just because the people putting it together don't really care about anything except for selling things and putting money in their pockets. Like Amazon, not to pick on Amazon, but they've created such a, such a beast Good on them for, you know, creating such a system of of ease and, and things for people that, but also this has enabled us to be incredibly lazy and not see people in person at the same time. I was like, well, Logan, it really helps me out with this thing. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I totally get all those things, and we still order some things from Amazon. Um, and it's kind of like how, like, I guess... Walmart feels in a way because where it did before Amazon was here that like it would just come in and put all the local businesses out of business. The only place to get something was Amazon. I mean, Walmart, but, and yeah, the, the internet is huge. It's bigger than Walmart taking over. But, but yeah, a lot of times like Amazon is about the only place to find it or it's represented so hard or it's so far down in the Google search. You can't find it. So, and what frustrates me about that too, you know, just the boxes constantly coming to your house, this does not feel like, it feels like chaos to me um, in my life. You know, some is okay once in a while, but there's cardboard everywhere and I, you get this stuff and most of it's not what you expected. It's definitely less quality. Hey, or you call Amazon, oh, Jesus was you know, this thing's a little bit like this or whatever. And then they say, oh, do you want to, can I send it back and get a replacement? Oh, just keep that. Um, a lot of times it's not even like something's broken on them. It's like, hey, well, this little thing happened. And they're like, well, just keep that and we'll send you another one or we'll give you credit or whatever it is. And to me as a business owner, I just feel like, what kind of margins and how much money are people making where they can say those things? Like, I feel like the margins that people are trying to make on things, that should not be, you shouldn't be able to ship things to people and for almost any complaint they have, just say, yeah, keep them. You don't have to send them back on your own dollar. Just keep them. Where is the integrity in the world? I mean, are we not supposed to hold people accountable for anything. Like they can come up and make up a story. They can make up a story and we just give them something for free. And that just feel wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one. Um, you know, we, we make products and sell them online and other places and people call us up for whatever the reason might be. And, um, 
you know, we have to have systems in place. And as the common questions come up, we need to have answers. But a lot of times we have to make a call and we want to have, we want to be generous, uh, fair with a lean towards generous. And, um, you know, the customer is definitely not always right. I love all you customers. I'm thankful for you. Um, neither am I always right. <laughs> Many times am I not right. But still, shouldn't we not enable people? I mean, really what they're hoping for is, yeah, keep that so you'll buy a bunch of other stuff from us, even if you don't really need it. And I feel like Amazon, a lot of these places are really just like, they're promoting impulse buys as hard as they can, manipulating people and becoming, I don't know, less human or, um, I mean, we need to be held accountable some. Like, we should not be making stupid purchases or be trying to get something free from people just because we can. And uh, yeah, it's uh, frustrating to me. So, I mean, what we really want to do with the rope company um, is really just kind of start a, I'm, I think it's already started, but, uh, and some people have always held this line, but I don't know if you want to call it a revolution or what, but uh, maybe that's probably extreme language. <laughs> but uh, we just want people to, and I don't mean buy our products. We want people to take time, see things in person and make wise decisions to make, to buy quality things for their lives. Buy it once, buy it right, made well, it'll do its job. It won't frustrate you and add more stress to your life. And usually quality is beautiful and which makes you feel good, gives you peace. Quality, I feel like many times you just almost shouldn't even notice it or you might admire it sometimes, it's specific, you know, but like it'll just keep working. It's just always there. I mean, maybe a piece of art um, you'd notice a lot and, and other things, but uh, you know, it just, it's just doing its job and you, just, you can rely on it. The other thing about quality, you know, as, as, as I've been doing these podcasts, um, I always ask people, hey, tell me about your favorite item and uh, in your household or something you use. I think almost everybody has talked more about the story about the item rather than describing quality. Because um, the idea is just like, hey, tell me your favorite item in your house or whatever it is. And they tell me about, it. well, why is it your favorite? And they tell, talk me through it. And I, basically to me that usually they've described quality. And uh, to me, a good story is authentic. Now, um, you know, let's say somebody goes overseas and, you know, they, hey, we want to make whatever, stoves. And they go and they go to a bunch of manufacturers and they find a place that'll make stoves for the price they want and they bring it over here and they brand it well and sell it and they're an okay stove for our standards today. They're good for two or three years or something. I don't know. And then we chuck it. Now, like there's real people making those and I'm thankful for those people and the hard work they put in and like everything in between the people making them and the people using them is nothing but just the, just we want money. And for me, that's, there isn't really a story there. There's no passion. There's no purpose, intentionality. 
something you feel good about. It's just money, greed, whatever it is. Um, story is more like these people I've been interviewing. They're really passionate about what they're making. They just love it. They did start their businesses as entrepreneurs. You know, hey, I'm passionate about this, but also I need to figure out how to make money. So they figured out their kind of niche and where they could make money. But, you know, their days go by really quickly, especially when they're doing their sweet spot in their job. And then we go to shop their store or whatever. And, you know, the end consumer... And we go there because we just love their intentionality. When we buy one of these things that people made with passion, and we've got the whole story. And that's not only is this an amazing product that's doing its job well and it's beautiful, but like we have the story too. And that makes us um, feel good. And we know just down deep, it's, it's like, like more pure, more right. I'm not sure else to say it. Um, now, these are not the be all end all. I'm a man of faith. This is not... Uh, these things are not God, um, and they're not going to make our lives perfect or, or fill any need, you know, huge needs we're missing. But they're definitely, I feel, I truly feel going to bring more peace into our lives, uh, less chaos, more beauty, and we'll just overall feel better. I mean, you know, when you buy cheap stuff, poor quality, you're throwing it away and rebuying and you're fighting it. Like, this isn't working the way I want it to work. Now, I know there's a, a place to buy, you know, not as expensive things. And we're fortunate to be able to even talk about buying nicer things. And, um, you know, like, oh, I need a table. Like, I can't afford this perfectly, you know, this nicely made table out of real wood and, uh, or I've got dogs that are going to chew it all up or whatever it is. I mean, we want to be practical too. Um, but I think I'm saying, you know, buy it, you know, but just do things with an intentionality. I mean, we go to trade shows. We can't deck out our booths with the most elaborate, crazy furniture and other things. It's just way too, like we would just, we wouldn't make any money. So we buy pretty nice things. Um, and ones that are packable and that we can reuse again or, um, give to somebody else or, or whatever it is. It, uh, you know, it's not always the thing that I would want to buy myself. I was bringing it to my home, but it has its use for that time. And, you know, are we ever going to get out of like, you know, uh, lesser made or, or lesser quality items compared to best quality items? There's always going to be that. I'm sure there was poor quality made in the U.S. There's always better and there's always the best quality and there's not the best quality, right? Even in America or wherever, there's always been better and less quality. Um, but it seemed to have really taken off when things went overseas. And why is that? Also part of American culture, I think, is more just, hey, let's give everybody everything they want all the time when they want it. 
Like we are not taught delayed gratification anymore. And it's a it's hard. It's extremely hard for me. Um, I'm a time guy, pace guy, and America's, you know, everything's crank. And the faster the inf- information technology takes off, the faster things go. But, uh, yeah, like literally let's save some money and not buy this thing. If we can live without it, here we are. I mean, who doesn't have tons of stuff? Maybe some of you minimalists out there, but you know, storage units just keep going up and people keep filling them. Um, my basement is full of tubs of things. And so we think we need all these things and they're going to fill our needs and take care of our problems. So we buy all these objects. They're going to help fill this need that we have to have right now. And they fill our lives and they don't actually help all that much. Actually, they bring more chaos when we figure it out or we use it two or three times or our kids or whatever. And then we never use it again, but we can't throw it away. We throw it in a tub. So it just keeps stacking up. And, you know, we're, as far as the world goes, we're America's extremely wealthy. So we just keep bringing it and... It's a, it's a tough thing. I don't know how to necessarily fix it. Um, but I know we could all be more intentional about what we're buying, where it comes from, and getting it in our hands more. I know with the internet now, it's really hard. What's hardest maybe about the internet, which is also the best thing, is like the possibility. Like, wow, yeah, I don't even want this type of... I don't want these clothes anymore that I can even go get in person you know, within an hour of my home, I want some other one. I want this, like, I want this, uh, I do want this really quality person who's like out in California that only does these drops, uh, which is great. But also you never tried that, those clothes on or, um, you know, it, it comes and it's just like, well, this doesn't kind of work how I want. What would I do with it now? Yeah. Return it. Great. And they take it. Um, that, that's fine. You know, I would just challenge everybody to be intentional about, about what you buy. Like when you get, do you really need this thing in your life? I love Filson. Filson makes great stuff. And, um, I was going over some things with my wife and she got me uh, this really cool looking bag that they make. Okay. So this is quality to quality. Um, for Christmas and I was excited about it and it looked great. It was a really neat bag and practical in, in, in a few ways. And, you know, I got this bag and I just said, I told Hannah, I was like, I love you. I'm so thankful for this bag, but I honestly don't see where I'm ever going to use it. And, um, I felt awful and I love that she, I like it when people, you don't just ask each other what you want and get it. I like when people go and take a shot and, uh, you know, I hope she does that every time. But, uh, you know, I was like, you know, there is a bag I, I would really like to do and maybe we could use our, our budget and return this and uh, team up and and buy this bag. And uh, and the hat that came with it, I really wanted a Filson hat. It was just ridiculous. It was like putting a fire hat on for me. I love you, Philson, but your hat was way too big for me. So we bought a Go Ruck bag. I love to hike. And I like to be a really capable hiker. 
and I, but I don't get to do long hikes. So adding weight is, is huge and, and go Ruck makes really, I mean, they have a solid warrant. They make really nice products. And, uh, so that's what we did. And I use that thing all the time. And I plan on that being, you know, I don't, unless I really start going for like long rucks or tenting or camping trips or something, I might need a bigger, um, kind of backpack type thing at some point because I got the smallest one because they are expensive, but I just, I, it was very specific. I think the biggest thing is let's get quality. Like you don't want to fill landfills and you want to do start doing better for the environment. Like just go buy the best stuff. It lasts the longest time. You know, if you buy some item at whatever store and it costs you, <clears throat> let's say $15, and you use it a year and you throw it away and then you buy another one, you know, you do that every year for five years. Uh, make sure I nail my math here. $75. Or I feel like what I've generally found, you never know, but I feel like the quality item doesn't have to be the highest quality item. Let's just say it's two and a half times more. Great. I picked a $15 item. So that's um, $37.50, I think. <clears throat> wow, I picked some horrible numbers. But uh so thirty-seven fifty. But that item lasted you all five years before you had to throw it away. So it's cheaper. You've saved money. And I think the examples are, are more extreme than that. You know, what was that? Uh fifteen, yeah, seventy-five. And thirty-seven fifty. Yeah, so it's you paid double, and uh, a lot of times I feel like they're even better than that. You know, you like you buy something for twenty, and you know, and the, and the good thing was fifty, um, and you got six months out of the twenty-dollar item. Or more likely, when you buy something you use, it's like you used it three times, and it falls apart. And you're like, wow, this thing is dumb and it's ruined part of my day. I had all this stuff planned. Now I'm frustrated. Or you buy the $50 item, you know, and it lasts, could last 20 years of your lifetime. And every time you go to use it, it works. And you don't get frustrated. You can rely on it. You have peace. You like the story. You feel good where it came from. I mean, it's just, I feel like that is even more the example of what normally happens. It's more uh, actually on the extreme than, I mean, stuff is just really poor quality. It doesn't mean overseas is all, that's just general, um, you know, if people intentionally go overseas and, and find, you know, and hold a hardcore QC system and keep people there and are really intentional or, or find these special people. I know there's their stories out there and I'm thankful for those. Um, but at, at large, at scale, at general, I, this is, um, you know, what I have found. And uh, wherever it comes from, I just say, make sure it's quality. If we want, if you want to have, if you want another way to have more peace and, ha you know, good feeling in your life, less chaos, do your best to buy in person, be intentional. If you can't get that thing, just say, just wait. Um, delayed gratification, like all the best things in our life are usually, th are typically things we work for and that we wait for. 
and you know put that effort in be disciplined with your money and your spending and uh i think it'll really pay pay huge dividends this is really where we came up with the podcast slow goods when i was talking with our marketing company and working with a brand person and just you know explaining what we do and talking back and forth and uh darcy this lady's name is super she's amazing and she used to work in retail and she said fast goods and then there's slow goods. I was like, slow goods? No, I'm just from small town Maine, but I, I've never heard that term before, I don't think. And uh, I was like, that's awesome. Like, very interesting. And it doesn't mean that obviously the goods are slow sellers. It means they're made with intention and they're not ridiculously mass produced where quality simply like cannot be as good as something that isn't ridiculously mass produced and just all price based um, just to make money from one step to the other. You know, there's a lot of intentionality, focus, quality control checks. Um, the items you get what it says on and how they're represented is what they are, you know, and even the unspoken, when I use this, whatever plastic fork, it should not break the second I pick up like a scoop of mashed potato <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Um, I love you recycled goods, but sometimes some of those guys are sending those out there, like not quite as good, but, um, you know, when I go to put a screw in or take it out, like, and that's not that difficult, like I should not start rounding off. I should not start gouging out, stripping out the inside of the screw if it's a poor quality screw. And I should not start rounding off the end of the screwdriver, like after two or three uses, like this is silly. Um, you know, and yeah, I guess you made it cheap. I'm not going to take the time to go return that screwdriver, you know, um, and people, they really, I think a lot of these people really rely on that. Like people aren't going to take the time to return these. They're so cheap, throw them away. You know, these, these intentionally, you know, we're taking our time to be intentional, how we purpose, about how we purchase. And, you know, these items are really focused on slow, good items, things made with people that were passionate, they're intentional about making quality. They show that. They're very um, transparent in what they do. And, you know, they've got a great warranty, good reviews, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, focus on those slow goods. And um, that's what we're passionate about. And, and people doing that and adding more time to their lives, more peace. Not only that, I mean, if you start buying you know, some some real quality goods, isn't it cool that if you could, uh, we don't make, I'm not sure if any of our items might be this yet, but uh, it would be so cool to have something to pass down to your children and their children. And, uh, you know, heirloom quality. Hopefully we can make some things like that someday. You know, as a doormat, that's our staple product. We do have some baskets, but, uh, you know, those things are meant to really be used. And some things that are meant to really be used are after a while, they, they're just not going to cut it anymore. So 
um, and who wants to pass down an old dirty doormat? <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot out there that you could buy, you know, it'd be really neat to buy personal things of the story that you could pass down. So do the research on the products you want to buy best you can, but I would recommend don't spend, don't spend a ton of time at the same time. Like if anytime you can do something in person, go do that. But like, don't take time away from your family or kids or while you're at home, be on your phone, um, you know, with family time or whatever it may be. Just, uh, you know, take five minutes here or there and wait to get that item best you can. If you can go do something in person, even if it's going to cost a little more money, do it. Look for those items that are going to last and do their job. 